Welcome to the Yoga at Home podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Klaus, owner and director of Inner Spring Yoga. This class was recorded live at our studio in New Albany, Indiana. You can learn more about me at my website, carrieklaus.yoga, and learn more about our studio or join us for a live stream class at www.isyoga.me. Before beginning this or any other new physical activity, please consult your, your healthcare provider. Enjoy your practice. Um, we're going to actually start seated this morning. So if everybody can come to a comfortable seat, I do recommend lifting your hips a little, um, either on the edge of a blanket or on the edge of a block. And if you do lift your hips in that way, you'll want to sit right on the edge of your blanket or your block so that your pelvis kind of tips forward. And you'll feel that it helps to lengthen your lumbar spine a little. So you can sit up with good posture. Um, with little effort. And then just rest your hands either in your lap or on your thighs. And roll your shoulders up towards your ears, squeeze them up tight. And then when you exhale, release your shoulders down your back, away from your ears. You might bobble your head a little from side to side or turn your gaze to the right and to the left. So just take a moment to kind of feel how you feel in your neck and your shoulders, upper back. And then when you feel ready to settle in, just slide your hands back far enough that your elbows are directly underneath of your shoulders. And just sit up as tall as you can, lengthening through the crown of your head. And take a deep breath in through your nose. And then just slowly let that breath go. Another breath in through your nose. And slowly letting that breath go. A couple more times like that, breathing in deep through your nose. And then as you exhale and let the breath go, just start to feel the tension in your body soften and relax. So you can maintain this really nice tall posture, but release and relax any unnecessary effort. And then once you start to feel your body relax and settle in, shift your awareness to your breath. And just start to notice your breath moving in and out of your nostrils. And right at this moment, you don't need to do anything to change or manipulate or adjust your breath in any way. Just let it be as it is. So I was um, on Friday, I took a walk here around my neighborhood. I live here in this neighborhood. So I was out walking around um, downtown area and just noticing how really beautiful downtown is in the spring. The trees are all purple and pink and white and there are lots of tulips and daffodils and 
it's just really, really pretty here in the springtime. Um, and it almost seems more, more vibrant and more beautiful than what I usually notice it to be. And I know that at this time last year, I noticed the same thing, that there, it, it, it seemed like we had an extended spring and it was just really more beautiful than what I ever remember it being. And I know last year, a lot of you guys mentioned the same thing, like you noticed the birds singing in a way that you hadn't ever noticed the birds before. And you stopped and noticed some of the flowers and, and the trees that were blooming that you had never really slowed down and, and uh, taken time for. And I think in the springtime, there's this sort of like rejuvenative spirit, like there's a lot of activation going on. And we as human beings kind of get involved in that activation. If you watch the animals outside, the squirrels are just really busy right now. They're like everywhere. The birds, I've seen them all kind of flying around with little pieces for building their nests. So everything's just really busy right now. And uh, human beings tend to get involved in, in that busyness. And um, last year, everything just kind of came to a screeching halt for human beings. We had to just stop and, and um, slow down and observe. And I think it was that sort of slowing down that made all of us notice that the birds were singing in the morning and that the trees were purple. They didn't just like turn green overnight. And um, that there was this, this really um, beautiful spring occurring around us. And so um, when I was walking with my husband on Friday and we were kind of noticing these things, we were talking about how good it feels to still uh, be in more of a, a kind of slowdown, right? Like things are opening up and people are going to do things again. And um, life is starting to feel a little bit normal. Um, but as these things are opening up and we're getting back to doing some of the things that we're used to, I think that it would behoove all of us to really reflect on um, the things that we did before COVID and um, which of those things we want to invite back into our lives and which of those things we don't. So a friend of mine that I met in a teacher training, um, he posted a little video on his social media last week and he said, you know, now that things are opening up and everybody's just like in a hurry to get back to like, let's go out, let's do this, let's have a party, let's get together. Um, and a little bit of that is what we call FOMO. You guys know what FOMO is, fear of missing out. Like we wanna be in the middle of everything because we're afraid we're gonna miss something. And he said, what if we just step back and we instead practice what he called JOMO, the joy of missing out? What if instead we just catch up on some sleep and take a nap? or we notice that the birds are singing, or we take a walk and notice that the trees are blooming or that the flowers are blooming. So really questioning whether or not our previous commitments were supporting us and sustaining us, or whether they were draining us. And that's kind of what we're gonna work with in our practice today is this idea of slowing down and really paying attention so we can open up to the fullness of life. I'd like to start by um, chanting three rounds of the sound of OM together. Of course, at home, you can sing out loud as loud as you want to sing. If you're here with me, you're welcome to just kind of hum the sound of OM, or you can sing quietly if you prefer to sing. 
So sit up nice and tall, take a deep breath in through your nose. And slowly let that breath go. And then breathe in to begin. Slowly make your way over to your child's pose. So come to your hands and knees. You can bring a blanket in underneath of your knees if that um, adds a little layer of cushion or protection for you. You can bring your big toes together and take your knees almost as wide as your mat. Let your torso drop in between your thighs. And stretch your arms forward towards the front of your mat. Just let your forehead rest down towards the floor. You might stack up your hands and rest your forehead on stacked hands. Or if you have a block nearby, you might rest your forehead on a block. You don't have to make it all the way to the floor. And then again, bring some awareness to your breath. Noticing the inhale and the exhale. Notice the texture, the speed, and the rhythm of your breath. So we've had two years now to notice the experience of just being like fully alive when we didn't have other obligations that were um, vying for our attention and we could just be fully present we were able to notice the vibrant beauty of each season as they pass not just the spring and those same ideas apply in our asana practice, the physical practice of building yoga postures. We have to ask ourselves, what's the rush? What are we in a hurry to get to? Especially in postures like our pose of the month this month, the Arda Chandra Chapasana, detailed attention, slow preparation, these are the things that give way to more freedom in our yoga postures. Taking natural pauses like we are right now. Making sure that we feel secure and supported and grounded. Taking the time to regain our composure before moving on. Take one or two more rounds of breath here.
And then as you're feeling ready, stretch both arms straight ahead, lift up to your hands and knees. You can bring your knees in underneath of your hips. Stack your shoulders above your wrists. And when you inhale, lift your tailbone, let your belly drop towards the floor, lift your chest and lift your gaze into a backbending shape. Roll the shoulders back and stretch across the front of your chest. And then when you exhale, tuck your tailbone under, round your spine, tuck your chin towards your chest and stretch your upper back. And then with your breath, go back and forth between the cat and the cow or extension and flexion of your spine. If you do have osteoporosis or osteopenia or you're protecting your spinal discs, you'll just alternate between the back bending shape and a neutral shape. So we'll leave the rounded shape out this morning. And just cycling back and forth between that extension and flexion. And this morning, see for the next few rounds of breath, if you can put a little more emphasis on the back bending shape. So can you really draw your shoulder blades towards the center of your back, stretch across the front of your chest? So we're going to spend the morning focusing on some of the ways that we prepare for our pose of the month. And one of those preparations is by stretching the chest and the shoulders. Take just another round or two of breath here. When you come to your next breath in, come back to tabletop or neutral spine. Make sure that your hips are still stacked above your knees. And then start to walk your hands forward into the puppy dog pose or anahatasana. So the arms stretch out straight in front of you. The hips stay stacked above the knees. The heart melts all the way down towards the floor. Should feel like a big extension in your upper back and a nice stretch for your shoulders. You don't want to go to where you feel pain. You might feel some discomfort. And discomfort is always okay. Pain is never okay. And just start to feel that opening through the chest and the shoulders. Take one more breath in and out. And then as you inhale, start to walk your hands back, coming back to your hands and knees. Tuck your left toes under, and as you exhale, slide your left foot to the back of your mat. Just take a moment to press through the heel, stretch the leg. You've had your knees bent for quite some time, and you were in the child's pose for a while. So just enjoy the lengthening in the back of your leg. And then when you're ready, spin your left heel down towards the floor. So your left foot will come to the floor behind your right foot. Press to the outer edge of your left foot. So you're loading your weight back into that left foot. Shift a little more weight into your right hand and start to turn your chest to the left. Your left hand can start by coming onto your left side waist. And then really press back through the outer edge of the left foot. You should feel a nice stretch somewhere in the left side of your waist, maybe down into your left hip. And then really ground through your right hand like you're trying to push yourself away from the floor. 
Maintain that and then reach the left hand straight up towards the sky. And then imagine that you're taking just a slight twist to the left. So see if you can open your chest towards the left side of your mat a little bit more and then really energize up through your left fingertips. You wanna to try to be one straight line from your right wrist all the way up through your left fingertips. Take one more slow round of breath in and out. And then start to circle your left hand back down to the floor. Spin your left heel up. And then lift your left toes away from the floor. So you're lifting a little more through that inner thigh. Draw the navel back towards the spine to support a natural curve in the low back. And then shift a little more weight into your left hand. Try to lift your right arm beside your ear. And then you'll just stretch from your right fingertips out through your left heel. Just building a little bit of focus and concentration here in this balancing posture. So when we think about the skills <clears throat> and the steps that are needed to prepare for our pose of the month, it's not just physical skills and um, sort of physical components that we're building. To balance in Ardha Chandra Chapasana, we also have to build focus and concentration. But take one more breath in. And then as you exhale, return the hand and the knee to the mat. Take a round of breath in to lift your tailbone, drop your belly and lift your chest. And then bring your big toes together, your knees wide. And from this extended spine, start to reach your hips back towards your heels. And then lower your forehead towards the mat, coming into child's pose or balasana. Again, just taking this as a natural pause. <clears throat> and in these pauses, just note your sense of security and stability. Do you feel supported in your practice right now? And do you need to take a moment here just to regain your composure? Check on your breath. The in-breath and the out-breath still steady and stable, equal in length. On your next breath in, shift your hips above your knees. Start to come back to your tabletop pose. Tuck your right toes under. And as you exhale, slide your right foot to the back of your mat. Again, just a breath or two to enjoy straightening that knee, stretching through the back of the leg a little. And then when you're ready, spin your right heel down towards your mat. So you're rotating the hips to the right, stacking the right hip over the left. As you start to stack the shoulders, bring the right hand to the waist. Press to the outer edge of your right foot like you're trying to step your weight all the way back into that pinky toe side of the foot. And then like you're trying to press away from the floor with your left hand. Good, as you engage and activate your left shoulder, you can stay there pressing yourself away from the floor. Stretch the right arm up to the sky. 
See that you're one straight line from your left wrist all the way up through your right fingertips. You might need to add that little twist to open your chest. One more breath in and out. And slowly starting to circle the right hand down towards the floor. Spin the right heel up and then lift the right toes above the mat. Navel comes back to the spine for support. Shifting a little more weight into the right hand, reach your left arm forward beside your ear. Return your awareness back to your breath, just noticing the in-breath and the out-breath, building a level of focus and concentration. Nice, take one more breath in. And then as you exhale and start to lower your hand and your knee, come back to tabletop pose. Inhale to lift your tailbone, lift your chest, broaden across the front of the chest, stretch the fronts of the shoulders, and then keep this extended spine as you bring the big toes together, knees wide, and start to press your hips back towards your heels. Settling again back into Balasana or the child's pose. Just taking this natural pause to observe. Take one more breath in, Balasana. And as you inhale, come back towards your hands and knees. And slide the knees back in underneath of the hips. Take the hands forward, just one handprint in front of your shoulders. Spread your fingers out wide. You might even turn the hands out to the sides just a little bit. So instead of your middle finger pointing forward, try pointing your index finger forward. See how that feels. And then tuck your toes, press your seat all the way back to your heels and press into your knee or press into your toes as you lift your knees and come into downward facing dog, Adho Take a moment here, you might alternate bending one knee and then the other. Good, as you alternate straightening one leg and then the other, just enjoy the stretch in the back of the leg. So another component of Ardha Chandra Chapasana or the rainbow pose or the sugar cane pose that we're practicing this month is open hamstrings, right? So there's a little bit of a forward folding element in the balance. And it's helpful if the hamstrings and the inner thighs are open. Let's take one more breath in. And then as you exhale, go ahead and lower back down to your knees. Just take a breath here. Pause and notice. We'll take one more breath in, toes are tucked under. And then as you exhale, we're gonna lift up into downward facing dog again. This time, take your gaze towards your hands and walk your feet in maybe about two to three steps. So walk them in until you can get your heels on the ground. 
and take your feet as wide as your mat. So one of my teachers, Michael Johnson, he calls this the bulldog pose. It's a little bit shorter than a regular dog. See if you can get your heels all the way down on the ground. It helps to take some weight out of your wrists and your hands. So if that's an issue for you in down dog, you might like this version a little bit better. But it's also a really good hamstring stretch. So you can walk your feet in a little bit closer if you don't feel that stretch in your hamstrings. Good, keep reaching your tailbone and your sitting bones up towards the ceiling. Take one more breath in and out. And then look towards your hands. And as you inhale, go ahead and walk your feet all the way up to meet your hands. When you reach the top of your mat, bring your hands onto your shins or your thighs. Reach your tailbone back and your chest forward as you lengthen your spine. And then exhale to fold over your legs. And so if we're avoiding flexion or rounding this morning, you might like to bring some blocks in underneath of your hands. You could take blocks at the highest height, press down into the blocks, and that'll help you maintain your extension. If it's safe and it's healthy for you to round your spine, you can be without the blocks and just let the torso drape over the thighs. And then the more you lift your tailbone and your sitting bones, the more you'll feel your hamstrings stretching. And that's really what we're going for this morning is stretching the backs of the legs. And take another breath in and out. And then as you inhale, we'll come to stand with a flat back. Reach the arms out to the sides like you're flying and fly all the way up to stand. Reach your arms up overhead. And then as you exhale, bring your hands in front of your heart. And then step your feet in so that they're about a hip's distance apart. So you'll have some space between your feet. Look down and make sure that your feet are parallel to each other for Tadasana, the mountain pose. <clears throat> and then just for a moment, let's pay attention to what's happening in our feet. So we're just kind of building this foundation slow and steady. Start by lifting up all 10 of your toes. See if you can get them all up above the floor. And then like your Cinderella and your, like your Cinderella stepsister and you're trying to like squeeze your foot into that glass slipper that's too small. See if you can shorten your foot a little bit. So you're dragging the ball of your foot towards the heel of your foot and pressing the heel of your foot forward. And what that feels like is a little bit of a lift in your arches, but imagine that you're trying to make your foot shorter. And then see if you can keep that shortened foot and lay your toes back down. And then just for comparison, relax your foot and see how that feels. Well, let's do it again. Lift all 10 of your toes. Hear that wicked stepsister trying to fit into that slipper. See if you can shorten your foot a little bit. Set your toes back down. And then just notice that in addition to lifting your arch, that also activates the fronts of your thighs a little bit. So you feel a lift running all the way up the inseam of your leg and you'll feel your quadricep muscles and the fronts of your legs engage a little bit and your kneecaps lift. Good, so we wanna keep that little lift in the kneecaps. 
the quadricep muscles active, shift a little bit more weight into your left foot and bend your right knee. And then just keep the right knee bent and focus on the left leg for now. See if you can keep your foot short, your quadricep muscle engaged. And then turn your right knee out to the side and rest the heel of your right foot against your left ankle. And then you can stay right here if you really need to focus a little more on this left leg. Otherwise, you can start to walk the right foot up the inseam of the left leg. So you might just go to your calf level or you might go all the way up to your inner thigh. How high your foot goes isn't really the goal for today. The goal for today is to focus on this standing leg. So in the final version of our pose of the month, Ardha Chandra Chapasana, we have to have the strong standing leg to be able to support reaching back and grabbing that foot. Right, so the left leg is really what we're focused on this morning. You make that leg strong and sturdy. And then just see this as one of those natural pauses where you can check in on your sense of stability. Do you feel supported? If your foot keeps dropping down, do you need to stop and regain your composure? Focus on your breath. Take one more breath in and out. And then as you inhale, point your right knee straight ahead. Nice. And as you exhale, go ahead and release that foot to the ground. Might feel good just to step a little bit back and forth, shake your hips from side to side or around in circles like you're spinning a hula hoop. And then as you come back towards Tadasana or Mountain Pose, start again with your foundation. Lift your toes, try to shorten your foot. Relax your toes back down. Notice how your inner thighs engage, how the quadricep muscles engage. There's a little bit of a lift in the kneecap. And see if you can shift your weight into your right foot. Keep that activation in the right leg. Bend your left knee. And then as you're ready, just take it one step at a time. So the left knee turns out to the side. And then the heel can come to rest at the ankle. That foot might come up to your calf, or you might bring it all the way up to your inner thigh. But try not to get so focused on where your left foot goes. And instead, think more about what your right leg is doing. So you wanna keep shortening your foot, feel that engagement in the quadricep muscle that lifts the kneecap a little bit. This right standing leg feels strong, supportive, feels sturdy. Take one more breath in and out. And then as you inhale, point the left knee forward. When you exhale, step the left foot down. Again, just a little shift of your weight from side to side can be good or some circles or side to side. And then we're actually gonna turn to face the uh, long edge of your mat. So if you're here with me, we're gonna turn out towards the window. If you're at home, you can turn whichever way you like. 
If you have blankets on your mat that are in your way, please go ahead and move them off of your mat. And let's go ahead and take a block to one at each end of the mat. So we'll stay facing this long edge for a little bit. And then start with your feet out wide. Go ahead and lift your arms up to shoulder height and check that your feet are underneath of your hands or underneath of your wrists. And then look at your feet. And as if you were in mountain pose or Tadasana, put your feet so that they're parallel to each other. So all 10 of your toes are pointing towards that long edge of your mat. And rest your hands at your waist and then bring your awareness back to your feet. So you lift all 10 of your toes. Shorten your foot so your arch is active, your inner thighs are active, the fronts of your thighs, the quadricep muscles are strong. You can feel the kneecaps lifting a little bit. With your hands on your waist, squeeze your elbows together, lift your chest as you inhale. And then as you exhale, we'll start to hinge forward at the hip creases. Now as you fold forward, you can release your hands to the floor or to a block if that's helpful, or you can keep your hands on your waist. We're aiming for some kind of stretch around your inner thighs. So some of you might feel it a little more in your hamstrings, and that's okay. You might notice as you start to fold forward that you'll need to take your legs a little bit wider to get that stretch, especially if your hip joints are fairly open. So go as wide as you need to go. Do whatever you need to do to feel that stretch. In uh, Ardha Chandra Chapasana, we separate the legs. And so stretching the inner thighs is another um, sort of foundational preparation for feeling some stability and some freedom <clears throat> in that balancing posture. And so as you make the adjustments you need to make here, focusing on the inner thighs and the hamstring stretch, you'll feel it most if you keep your spine extended. So rather than letting your spine round forward, Use your hands as leverage to pull back a little broad in the front of your chest, almost like you're trying to do a back bend, and then lift your tailbone or your sitting bones up towards the ceiling. Take one more breath in and out. And then if you're hinging forward a little further, as you inhale, come back to a tabletop. When you exhale, slide your hands up to your waist, press your feet away from each other, and then inhale and come all the way up to stand. Good. As you exhale, turn your left toes out towards the short end of your mat. So you're just turning them out 90 degrees. They're pointing straight out to the back end of your mat. Bend and straighten your left knee a few times so that you'll know how to adjust your feet. What we're aiming for this morning is close to a 90 degree angle with the left knee, but it doesn't have to be perfect or exact. Okay. So when you feel comfortable with where your left knee is bending, pause there. And then reach both of your arms out to shoulder height. So the left arm reaches out over the left thigh, right arm reaches here towards the front of the room. Good. And then have a look down at your left knee. When you look down at your left knee, spot your big toe. See if you can find your left big toe. If you cannot see your left big toe, think about engaging your left outer thigh a little bit. Tuck your left sitting bone under. 
and draw the left knee back as if you're aiming it towards your left second toe. See if that frees up your big toe. Maybe now it's in your line of vision. So you really want to feel this strong left outer thigh. Right? Another one of the foundational components of Ardha Chandra Chabhasana is strengthening the outer thighs because we're balancing with one leg lifted and it's the outer thigh that's lifting that leg. So no matter what else is happening in your warrior two right now, bring your attention to this left outer hip and outer thigh. Really feel that strength building. And then in this natural pause, do you feel secure? Do you feel stable in your posture? Check in with your breath. Nice. Take one more breath in and out. And then as you inhale, straighten the left leg. On your exhale, bring your hands to your waist. And as you inhale, turn your left foot to match your right foot. So all 10 toes are pointing towards the window. Just pause there. Make sure you have your footing. And then turn your right toes towards the front end of your mat. So we'll repeat warrior two. You can bend and straighten the knee a few times again. You might need to readjust your feet on this side. Both sides are different. So you might need to have a longer or a shorter stance. Just check in. When you're ready to hold, raise your arms up to shoulder height. And then let's start by focusing on that outer hip and outer thigh area again, because that's really the main reason we're doing Warrior Two this morning. Get that outer hip strengthening so we can lift that leg a little bit later on. But this time, let's also focus a little bit on the chest. So let's spin the palms up towards the ceiling. Think about spinning the crease of your elbow up towards the ceiling and your entire bicep muscle. So this rotation comes from the shoulder. Feel this broadness across the front of your chest. Yep. And you can just keep your palms towards the ceiling if you like that. Some of you are just really attached to palms down because that's how we always do it. So if you want to turn your palms back down, try to keep your upper arm as it is and rotate just from your elbow to turn your palms down. But it's perfectly fine to keep your palms up. So having this broad front of the chest is helpful in Ardha Chandrasana or Ardha Chandra Chapasana, our pose of the month, to help maintain center of gravity, right? So if my chest is open and broad, I can keep my pelvis uh, square and maintain my center of gravity. If my chest is tight and I'm here, I get really wobbly because my pelvis is off center. So even though we think of this mostly as a leg pose, What's happening here really matters too. Take one more breath in and out. And then as you inhale, straighten your right leg. Exhale to bring your hands to your waist. And as you inhale, turn your right foot to match your left foot so the feet are parallel again. 
Just pause here to get your footing. And then we're gonna turn both feet out. So the toes out, heels in. Keeping your hands on your waist, bend your knees and start to sit back into goddess pose or a wide squat. As you sit back, we're gonna do the same thing we did in warrior two, only this time with both legs at the same time. So these outer hips and outer thighs engage. And it's like you're trying to tuck your sitting bones underneath of you without tucking your tailbone, right? So we don't want to like flatten out or around the low back. We want to keep this natural curve in the lumbar spine. And it's this hip rotation that happens here. So I can maintain a lumbar curve, but still have engaged outer hips and outer thighs. Take one more breath in and out. And then press into both feet. And as you inhale, come back up to stand. And start to toe heel your feet a little closer together, just close enough that you feel good stepping them together. And then turn to face the front of your mat again. As you come up towards the front end of your mat, return to Tadasana or mountain pose. So the feet are short, the quadricep muscles are engaged a little bit. As you inhale, reach the arms up. And we'll just flow all the way down to the floor when you exhale, fold forward. But inhale as you lengthen your spine. And then as you exhale, bend your knees enough to start getting your hands to the floor. And we're gonna walk back to that bulldog pose again. So you're not gonna go back as far as downward facing dog. Far enough to get the palms on the floor, the heels on the floor. The feet are as wide as the mat. And then lifting through the tailbone, almost like you're trying to do a back bend. So the tailbone lifts up, the chest reaches between the hands. Good. Take one more breath in and out. And then as you inhale, we're just gonna uh, lower the right knee down to the center of the mat and then bring the left knee in to meet it. So you're back in tabletop pose. Good, from your tabletop pose, you can crawl the legs back behind you, lower your knees and your, or sorry, your thighs and your pelvis to the floor and then roll all the way down to your belly. As you come down onto your belly, tuck your chin, let your forehead rest on your mat. Take your arms back at your side so your palms are facing down so you can feel the floor or the texture of your mat underneath of your hands. And then lift just your shoulders so the shoulder blades slide towards the center of the back and just the shoulders lift up. Maintain that and then using the strength on the whole entire back chain of your body, lift your chest, lift your head, and lift your legs. Everything lifts up all at once. Good. Breath moving. One more breath in. And as you exhale, lower all the way down. You can turn your right ear and your right cheek 
to rest on your mat. You might shake your hips a little from side to side to help release your low back. And then rotate your forehead back towards the floor. Take your hands behind your back and clasp them together into a fist. So you're just reaching behind your back, making a fist. Okay, so you can keep your elbows bent here and just press your sacrum or your hands down into your sacrum. Try to point your elbows up towards the ceiling. Some of you can straighten your arms and reach your knuckles towards your heels. Good, and then once you decide if you like elbows bent or elbows straight, as you inhale, Use the strength of the back body again to lift chest, head, and legs away from the floor. Take one more breath in. And as you exhale, release down from the left ear and the left cheek to the floor, release your hands. Might shake your hips again a little side to side. Bring your hands beneath your shoulders. Press yourself up to your hands and knees. If you still have a block near the back of your mat, go ahead and grab that. So you have two blocks at the front of your mat. And then take your blocks on their highest heights underneath of your hands. Step the left foot forward in between the hands. And then a few times with your breath, we'll just rock forward and back. So we're not going for anything special. You don't have to straighten the left leg. Just kind of a few times to bring some movement and mobility into the hip joint. And then after a few times rock, rocking forward and back, let the pelvis drop down and forward. Lunge deep into your left knee. So it's like you're trying to bring the front of this right thigh all the way down to the floor. And we're going to start by getting some stretch here in the right hip flexor area. So where your torso meets your leg. And it'll be a little bit different for everyone. Some of you will sink down a little bit further. Some of you will want to lift your torso up a little bit more. So maybe the hands can come on the top of the left thigh. Some of you will get a little more sensation if you lift right arm or maybe both arms. So it'll look a little bit different for everyone. Just go where you need to go to start feeling some stretch here in the hip flexor area. Thank you. 
Take one more breath in. Then if your arms or your torso is lifted as you exhale, bring your hands back down to your blocks. And then walk your blocks back with you as you shift your hips back so that they're stacked directly above your right knee. So your right thigh is perpendicular to the floor. And then slide your left leg forward until it's all the way straight. And then press down into your left heel. So really drive your left heel down into your mat. And at the same time, try to pull your left hip back a little. As you ground through your left heel and pull back through your left hip, you might feel a deeper stretch in your left outer hamstring. And then some of you will just stay here with the spine extended. Some of you might prefer to fold forward over the left leg. If you're folding forward over that left leg, as you inhale, re-extend your spine. And then you're going to slide your right foot over to the right, just a couple of inches. So instead of your right heel being in line with your right sitting bone, it's going to be to the outside of your hip. You want to take the block that's in your left hand with you, start to sit all the way back, and you can use that block underneath of your sitting bone as a little bit of a prop if it's needed there. So you want to start to get a little more stretch in your right quadricep muscle. Some of you won't even go all the way down to the block before your quad says this is good. So wherever you need to go to start feeling that stretch in the right quad. Some of you will just get rid of that block altogether and sit all the way down. That still might not be a stretch for some of you. If you need even more, you can start to go all the way back, starting on your elbows, maybe all the way reclining back. We'll take just another breath in and out here. If you're reclining all the way back, start to walk yourself back up. If you're sitting on a block, just reach back behind you and hold on to your block. If you're not using your block, just have both blocks handy. We're going to re-bend that left knee. And then as you shift your hips forward, if you're sitting on a block, you can pull that out from underneath of you and bring it back underneath of your left hand. Then as you come back into your lunge, take one more breath to drop those hips down and forward. Curl your heart up towards the ceiling. And then slide the left knee back to meet the right. And we're going to move this block away from the right hand and lower the block under your left hand to its lowest height. So you feel a little kind of off balance for now, but we'll fix that in just a moment. Tuck your right toes under, slide your right foot all the way to the back of your mat, and then spin your right heel down just like we did at the very beginning of our practice. And then as your hips are stacking, start to stack your shoulders, bring your right hand to your waist. And now press your hand, left hand down into that block like you're trying to push the floor away. And then use the strength of your right outer thigh to lift your right foot 
away from the floor. Take a breath in and out. Inhale. And then as you exhale, lower that right foot back down. Just pause here. And then again, using the strength of the right outer thigh, go slow and start to lift the right leg away from the floor. Good, so some of you might stay right here working on your balance this morning. Some of you might bend your right knee toward your chest. Look here, bend it in toward your chest. Okay, and then reach down and hold your ankle. And then you're going to think about shining your heart forward as you kick your right leg back. Nice. Breathe in. Nice. And out. Take one more breath in. If you're holding your ankle, release it. Lower your right foot and everybody come back to hands and knees. Nice job. Go ahead and slide that block out from underneath of your left hand so you feel balanced here. As you inhale, lift your tailbone, lift your chest. As you exhale, back to neutral or around your spine if it feels good and it's safe. As you inhale, come back to neutral. Grab your blocks again. Take your blocks at their highest height underneath of your hands. And then step your right foot forward in between your hands. Just a few times, rock back and forth, just bringing some mobility into the hip joint. And then when you're ready to stay in the lunge, let the pelvis drop down and forward. Lunge deeply into the right knee. Again, we're going for this hip flexor area. So some of you might feel it down a little more in the quadricep muscle, and that's okay. But here's where we're really aiming to get the stretch up just a little bit higher. Some of you will do that just by pressing your hands down and lifting your chest up. Some of you will need to lift the torso a little bit higher to get your pelvis at the right angle to get that stretch. And then you can get even more by lifting a left arm or maybe both arms. Take another breath in. And then both hands to the blocks if they're not there already. And as you inhale, the hips shift back so that the left hip is directly over the left knee. So this leg is or perpendicular to the floor. And then slide your right foot forward until that leg is straight. Press down through your heel. And then pull back through your right hip. So it's a constant action of pressing down and pulling back to activate the stretch in the hamstring. You can stay here with that length and spine or fold forward, whatever works best in your own body. So not only do we have to build patience in sort of working up towards our uh, peak pose or our pose of the month, 
We also have to learn to build patience in each individual posture. If your hamstrings are tight, your hamstrings are tight. The stretch isn't going to just immediately feel good or you're not going to all of a sudden be able to fold over your right leg. It just takes time and perseverance, patience, and slowly building that foundation. So we're going to sit back now. You're going to take your left foot to the outside of your left hip. So instead of in line with the sitting bone, it's going to go off to the left. You can take a block with you if you know you're going to need it now on this side. Take it underneath of your left sitting bone and sit back. Okay, so the heel's on the outside of the foot, stretching the quad. The lower you go, the more stretch you'll get so you can get rid of the block altogether if that's necessary for you. And if you need to lie all the way back, you can do that. If that doesn't get it for you, that's all I can do since we have a solid floor underneath of us. You'll have to get yourself a yoga trapeze or something if you need more than that. That's all, that's all you got. That's all you got. Let's take another breath in and out. And then as you start to lift yourself back up, if you're on a block, just make sure you grab a hold of it so you'll have it when you get forward. Start to walk yourself forward into your lunge. Let that pelvis dip down and forward one more time. Curl the heart towards the ceiling. And then shift the right knee back in line with the left knee. Get rid of your left hand block altogether. Turn your right hand block to its lowest level. And then hands beneath the shoulders. And again, I know you're a little uh, imbalanced here and we'll fix it. So tuck your left toes under, slide your left foot all the way to the back of your mat. And then spin your heel down, stack your hips. As you stack your shoulders, bring the left hand onto your waist. Okay, so just pause here. This can be one of those natural pauses where you check in with everything. Do you have a firm footing? Is your foundation solid and stable? And then when you're ready, left outer thigh engages to lift that leg. Breathe in and out. Take another breath in. As you exhale, lower the foot down. So just pause again, recheck. Do you need to make any adjustments? Does anything need to change? Maybe after trying to lift that leg, you got a little bit frustrated and you need to regain your composure. When you're ready, that outer thigh engages. Left leg lifts up. You can stay right here. Or we're gonna take it slow and steady. So if you're going on, bend your left knee towards your chest. It's easier to catch your foot that way. Left knee towards your chest, hold your ankle. And then slow and steady as you brighten your chest forward and kick your left foot back. Good, inhale. Nice, and exhale. Breathe in. The word chapa means rainbow in Sanskrit. Did you guys see the rainbow this weekend? It was so bright and so beautiful. 
Good, take one more breath in. And then as you exhale, we're starting to come back to hands and knees. Slide that block out from underneath of your right hand. As you inhale, lift your tailbone, lift your chest. Exhale, either back to neutral or around the spine, whatever works in your body. Inhale, back to neutral. And then we're going to come around to seated. So you can either cross your ankles and just roll back if that works for you, or swing your legs out to one side or the other. And then make sure you're in the middle of your mat. And there's nothing hard behind you. So if you want to have a blanket behind you for a pillow, you can put that there, but don't have any blocks or the buckles from your straps or anything hard behind you. And then reach your arms forward, lift your chest, draw your navel in. And as you exhale, roll all the way down to your back. Once you're down on your back, you might like to hug your knees towards your chest and rock a little bit from side to side. Go ahead and then maybe stretch out long, reach your legs to the end of your mat, stretch your arms overhead like you just woke up in the morning, take a big stretch. The right side of the body can stretch out long, reach through your toes. And then the left side of your body can reach out long, stretch and stretch. Nice, and then float your arms down to your sides. Relax your feet down to the floor. Legs stretch all the way out to the end of your mat. And once you're all stretched out here, see if you can tense up your whole body. So squeeze your glutes, your hamstrings, your quads, your calves, make a fist with your hands, clench your jaw, squeeze everything really tight. Take a breath in, squeeze tight. And when you exhale, relax everything. Nice, soften your breath. Just a slow and steady breath in and out of your nostrils. Just really give yourself permission to settle in and relax here. I'll be keeping track of the time for you so you don't have to worry about anything. Just slowing down.
begin to slowly deepen your breath. Invite some small movements back through your fingers and your toes. Some circular motions with your wrists and your ankles. It might feel nice to hug the knees towards the chest. Rock a little bit side to side or move knees around in circles. And then roll all the way over to your right side. Use your left hand and start to press yourself back up to seated. As you come up to seated, just find a comfortable seat with your hands either resting in your lap or together in front of your heart. And all the wisdom of your head towards the wisdom of your heart. So as a lot of us are uh, starting to venture back out and get back into some things that feel normal again. I encourage you just to continue to um, reflect on the things that you want to invite back into your life and the commitments that maybe you want to continue to let go of. Inviting back what supports you and what sustains you and letting go of what leaves you feeling drained. We'll seal our practice with just one round of the sound of OM, lifting your gaze as you take a deep breath in. Let a slow breath out. And then inhale through your nose. The divine light in me sees and honors the divine light in each one of you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you all so much for being here this morning.